Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time it is for you, it is time for a podcast. So let's start out with a question. Have you ever wondered where stress comes from? Like, let's really be real here. Have you ever wondered about that? Now, I'm sure some of you are thinking it comes from the outside, it comes from our environment, we put ourselves in stressful situations and that's what's stressful. I would say that is incorrect and I would say that we are going to learn today something very specific. I'm certain you are going to get value out of this today. Now before we begin I want to do a little thing and then we're going to get on with the material and start. So before we begin I want to hear from you and get your feedback so have your comments and if you have requests, if you have questions, if if you just want to chat, then reach out and you can email me at jeremy at truthtech.co. That's jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y at T-R-U-T-H-T-E-C-H dot C-O. I'd love to hear from you now. Let's go ahead and get started. So today I wanted to talk to you about a simple concept, simple yet powerful, a concept and that is the concept of mental ram. Now, when I say ram, I'm not meaning a goat, like a boy sheep with horns and all that, not that kind of ram. What I'm talking about is ram like on the computer, the memory of a computer. Now, why does a computer have ram? It has ram because it is easy access. It's easy and fast to access the memory, so it stores it in an easy to get place. The opposite of RAM is a hard disk or a hard drive. That is the physical memory on your machine and it's hard to get to. It takes a while to read, it takes a while to write, it's not the right choice for very fast access of a thing. So we also have RAM in our heads. Today I don't want to talk about electric RAM, I want to talk about psychic RAM, the RAM in your head, the things you can do to easily get an access memory that's just right there just below your subconscious or just below your conscious mind, forgive me, ready to spring out. Now, at work, where I work, there's a big piece of software and, and I was working with a client and it wasn't performing as they would like. And how many people in your life aren't performing exactly how you would like? Or how many people in their life aren't performing exactly how they would like? Like you're you're doing all right, you're doing good, but not as good as you know you're capable of, right? Is that you? If that's you, say, yes, that's me. Or I think, I know that's me, so I'll say, Yes, that's me. So this is uh, now this is a big price software and a big piece of software and it didn't work properly and they were pretty upset. And when our mindset isn't working or when we're feeling down or when life isn't working the way we want it to or we're working too much and we don't want to or we get upset. Now this customer was upset because his program wasn't working as he desired. And I looked at his computer and it was really clear what was wrong. Super clear, super obvious. Now, what would you do when your computer that is your mind isn't working as you would like it to? What would you do? Well, there's a thing I've learned here as well. This is one, this thing is actually straight up from the Buddha. So I think the Buddha knew a thing or two about influence, eh? I mean, a little something about how the human mind works. Now, I don't mind to say which religion is true or not, and I don't care what you believe, or I do care, but, uh, you know, not in this case, not in this context. Now, it's clear to me that the founders of religion figured a thing or two out about the human mind, right? Now, one thing the Buddha said was a story about a piece of wood. He said something like this. Now, let's imagine there's a piece of wood in a, in a lake. The wood is wet. The lake is wet. The water probably feels cold to the touch. I wouldn't want to do a cannonball into this lake. And the sun is glinting off the lake. And I bet the sun feels warm on your skin. And you can hear the slow, small lake waves that are little lake waves. And you 
you see the water and it looks very nice and serene and not that girl named Serene, but that thing named Serene. And then some bozo with a can of WD-40 and a lighter tries to set the this piece of wood on fire like a flamethrower, you know, holding up the lighter to the WD-40 and just going, and then you have this of the fire and he's just like you're just like what and have you ever done that as a kid wd-40 and a lighter so cool we did it once and you wouldn't guess what happened next yep we got the fire department called on us now we were just burning marshmallows to a liquidy burning smelly burnt black pulp but a neighbor all he saw it was dark all he saw was the occasional large flame burst into the night in the park and he thought someone was trying to set the park on fire so anyways WD-40 in a lighter. So this lunatic at the lake tries this on the wood in the lake, and what would you do in a situation like this? Maybe yell, hey bozo, you can't set fire to a lake, and he would hear you and look over at you, and I bet this guy had no shirt or shoes and was really dirty and had a crazy hobo-looking beard, and you see a light bulb go off in his eyes, and he splashes to the piece of wood, and he hucks it to the sandy, gritty beach and proceeds to flamethrower it again. Guess what? No fire. Why? Because the wood is still wet. So, where does the Buddha come in again? Now, this isn't how the Buddha told the story. I don't think there was a crazy homeless man, but the thing is, if you put a homeless crazy man into any parable, it makes it more entertaining. I bet you can think of a couple of parables that need a crazy homeless man. So, here we are, there he was, and the Buddha, who was probably long rolling over in his with a grave look on his face in his sleep in nirvana or something but the buddha had something to say about this parable he said our hearts are the piece of wood the water is wrong action and the crazy hobo with the lighter is right action and he said your heart won't light fire and be inspired if you aren't doing the right actions if you're just in the lake and you're not even doing the right internal actions but he says equally even if you are doing the right actions and you're in a desert or a sandy beach with a hobo but the wood is wet and your heart has to be in the right state like the wood won't catch fire if you're doing right actions but your heart isn't in it it's wet the wood would not catch on fire so your heart has to be in the right state and you have to have a hobo with a lighter in order to set your heart on fire so it's the same thing with our brain if you want it to work right if you want your brain to work right like the customer wants his computer to work right your mind has to be in the right state and your actions have to sit in the right thing to fix it. So Jim Rohn said it this way, action starts it, perception makes change permanent. That's powerful. Now guys, back to this broken piece of software. It was obvious what was wrong. It was so clear and I knew it in a second and I remembered it like it was yesterday, even though it was eight months ago or forgive me, six months ago or something. And now I said that the machine had, or I saw that the machine had two gigs of RAM. My phone has more RAM than that. One thing was certain, this was not going to cut it. This was an industrial piece of software, an industrial computer, and it was wimpy. So he had three problems and one of them was too little rain. RAM, excuse me. Now, sometimes our psychic RAM has too little storage left. There are too many stories floating around and open loops and things we haven't done but want to do and our mental RAM is just full. And so it's clear to me where stress comes from. Stress comes from unmet agreements with ourselves. Boom. You can stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Not like the crazy hobo. Don't smoke that. So, 
hear this. Here is what I would do if my mental RAM was full and my life wouldn't light, my brain wouldn't light, my wood would not light. I would close my open loops. As David Allen says, the founder of GTD, Getting Things Done, phenomenal thing. We won't talk about it in this podcast. Stress comes from unmet agreements with ourselves. When we agree to do something and we don't do it, it fills up our mental RAM and we are soaked and inundated with these open loops like that wet wood and what would you do well i'll tell you what i would do now the thing about our psychic ram is that it has no sense of time no past no future and so every open loop lasts so every agreement with ourselves is in our head filling up our ram it's a bunch of would haves or should haves i would have done this on the to-do list but what would I have done? And I would have told my wife this, but insert excuse here. And I would have done X, Y, Z. And these woods are wetting our wood and preventing the fire of insight from sparking in our heads. And we can't get ahead because our ram is full. And these open loops are just ramming our conscious mind day in, day out. So what you want to do is stop your brain from getting rammed and jammed with all this stuff. Let's try getting clear and clearing out our minds. Now, that's what we do at our meetings. We meet to find ways to meet our goals and to create appropriate ones and share our findings in a peer-reviewed practical wisdom wiki. So if you're feeling inspired or want to be inspired or want to inspire the world and help the world, you can come and mediate and meditate this stuff and clutter and clear these things in your head by coming to this mindset and meditation class. Now, be involved. See how your RAM would fire if it wasn't held back. What would you do if you had a clear mind? I'll see you guys at the next mindfulness and meditation class or perhaps the fatherhood mastermind. Whatever floats your boat. Hopefully there's not a crazy hobo chasing you with a lighter. I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Peace out.